But how are you all as well? Y'all were missing Demarcus uh dear. Some of y'all know as yeah, Demarcus well, dear today. I, I use the terms it's like Storm and Aurora or Gene and Marvel Girl. Right. Like I just I'd be like Demarcus Dier. Yeah, right. At this point, if they don't know the two names, <laughs> real yeah. fans will know will know both <laughs> names. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'm Eric. And I'm Michael. Just for the Michael. people who are just listening and not, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel like people need to know. But um, I'm good. I'm just kind of like, I was telling my dude earlier that I'm at a place now where I can appreciate social media for how quickly it disseminates information, mm-hmm. but how it's been wearing me out a little bit because what's been happening is, you know, yeah. um, I'm in Atlanta where the people were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep heard, heard, I heard conflicting reports. I think it got up to like, what, eight people and six were Asian. I don't know, but the, the basic thing is eight, attacks on Asian people are on the rise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of just a whole bunch of horrible stuff. But what's the elephant in the room in the black community is many of us have experienced a lot of racism from Asian people. And to mm-hmm. my surprise, a lot of Asian people are chiming in and, and like, yeah, mm-hmm. and we have to work on that. But one thing that's been pissing me off is it's it's I'm on an emotional roller coaster roller coaster because I'm like oh that's so horrible what happened and then they post all of these racist commercials from like China and Japan mm-hmm. like the like the good looking black guy and the woman dunks him in the washing machine he comes out Asian mm-hmm. uh, like the guy did you see the one the guy climbs up on a pole to get a balloon for a girl then turns into toothpaste you know what I'm talking oh my about? gosh no I've not seen that one that's crazy I've got to send it to you it's at first. It was funny to me because I didn't get it. I was like, what? What is mm-hmm. even happening right, right now? Right. You know, I was like, it to me it was just weird. Mm-hmm. And then Asian people in the comments were breaking down the translation and how like certain words that were used that um that mean like darky and that are um that are used as like racial slurs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like exactly. That's why it's so conflicting and like you said, I mean, there's I mean, just so many emotions. Can we just say point blank period? Nobody deserves to be gunned down. I just, oh, no, I, of not, course not. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, well, y'all shouldn't have made racist commercials. Right, right, not, right. I'm not trying to make that, right. that kind yeah. of thing. It's just that specifically for the cries for unity, like we all need to stand together. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of us are like, we, we've been saying that, like, right. now you, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's that, like you said, that's where the conflict is. I mean, all these emotions are valid. You know what I mean? Because these are all true experiences, you know? So it's, that's why what's been working for me again is starting from the core and I am the core. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I branch out from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I think about, you know, um, my, my Asian friends in, in their plight and how we, who we are to each other in our lives. And I, 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 it's it's difficult to extend it beyond that because then it's just too much mental baggage, you know. Like you said, with the social media and all the influx of information, and and I, I've seen it. I've seen now. I've seen people fighting Asians fighting against blacks now. And they just mm-hmm. saying, "How come you're not supporting us? We were there for your Black Lives Matter." And they were like, "Well, actually, no, you weren't." And it's not. It's not. Of course, some, it's not every Asian. Somewhere, somewhere. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's like but, somewhere, somewhere, and so it's like. I think these generalizations are just—it's just exactly that a generalization, and then sweeping everyone into one category, which is why I'm like, okay, let me just focus on. I know I have the spirit of spirit. I have empathy for everyone. You know what I mean? And um, and I want whoever I'm connected to to have the same. And so I operate from that first. 
And as far as getting online and arguing with people, because I actually did get into a little, <laughs> I got, I did get into a little tiff online because someone left a comment. It was a white guy. And he was like, if you look at, okay, let me back up. There was a post and this post showed Asians getting beat up, getting punched or getting, you know, dragged in the street. And not all of them, but the majority of the offenders were black. Mm -hmm. And so someone in the comment section was like, can you believe this? Here y'all, black people talking about Black Lives Matter, yet look what you're doing to other other um, races. You have no right to say who matters and who doesn't mm -hmm. or whatever. And so that irritated me. And then some white guy responded and he was like, preach on brother or whatever. And so then, right, exactly. So then I responded, and I, I know better than to even get entangled, but I responded and I said, what's happening in his videos is horrific. You know what I mean? And of course, uh, we need to stand against this. And at the same time, since more than things can happen at the same time, um, what happened in Atlanta was this white man who gunned down all these people, eight people, six of them being Asians, and we're standing against that as well, right? You know, and they weren't trying to hear that. They was like, well, well, what about um, Darnell, somebody who shot up someone at a football game and he's one of yours? And, uh, and at that point, I was like, okay, so we're, we're not we're not, we're not about unity, right? I just want to make sure. So we're not about unity. We're only about what the who's trying to be right, like who's trying to have you know oppression Olympics, who's trying and to in be case, in the forefront. You know what I mean? Yeah. So about Latasha Harlan's fifteen, and she was fatally shot by a Korean shop owner over a right in the back of her head while she was leaving the store. And so and then the know, white judge didn't even send her to jail, the white woman to jail. I mean, the Asian woman to jail. You play this game all day. And now this was all in day. China and not Korea, but in China, they were, so here they were like, don't call it the China virus. Meanwhile, in actual parts of China, they were turning on the Africans who lived there, kicking them out the house, blaming them for the virus. So it's like, to me, I always come back to, there, there are, I have Asian friends whom I consider family. Yeah. Um, who are very, so I know enough, I know, that all Asian people aren't this way. Exactly. But some are. And so what exactly. it always comes back to for me is people ain't shit. Cause this is the thing. I was people ain't my, shit. No, I was telling my dude this, this is where I always go with it. And this is how easily you get sucked in. So I know um, people who are Korean, Filipino, Chinese, Japanese, whom I love, like love, like consider like family. And it's funny how social media, just from reading a few posts, I was like, yeah, you know, they're so racist. And it kind of just appealed to that tribal part of me. But then when I thought about it, I was like, okay, so which Eric, you're going to be on the side of the black people, like Lil Mama and mm -hmm. that you know, so, you know, so it always comes back to, because I'm like, niggas ain't shit. You Asian people ain't shit. White people ain't shit. <laughs> ain't <laughs> everyone, ain't nobody shit. shit. <laughs> y'all ain't shit. Like, I'm on my team. Mine. I'm on my team. Mine, exactly. Because there are assholes in every race and every. every. And every. so I'm like, I can't, because like, I can't even, I don't even feel fully, we, we had like a little thing outside the other day for the neighbors mm -hmm. and um and it was outside people we wore masks and stuff mm -hmm. um just in our little enclave and where i live it's my first time all meeting up and um because and, and also like half our community is already vaccinated yeah and so one of the guys is from africa and he was talking mm -hmm. to me and he was like you know in south africa you kind of look like someone who would be considered colored mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i've heard that he's like but not quite you're not quite, he's like, you don't really look African, but you're also not quite colored either. And, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I like, 
accepted. I don't feel like I fit in with nobody. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't even mean literally ethnically, but I just mean as a person. Like as yeah. he was talking, I was yeah. like, ain't this a blip? This is how I've been feeling lately. Like I'm yeah. not quite, I'm not straight enough for the black people. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not um white enough for the whoever else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, yeah. you can't like you like my I'm at the point where like I always say I say like once every other episode, I'm on my side all right. Yeah, and I'm looking out for my people, the people right. I care about, Asian, black, white, whatever. If mm-hmm. I care about you, you're in my family, you're on my mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Um, I don't give I don't give a fuck about these big groups because yeah, like a lot of Asian people got their faces cracked recently because they thought that they was mm-hmm. they were white adjacent. And right, exactly. Like, oh, you were only weaponizing us to gaslight and silence black voices, mm-hmm. but as soon as it's convenient for you to turn on us, you will. They didn't yeah. the start of the coronavirus. I'm not, right. I'm never glad for someone being hurt, mm-hmm. but I am glad for an increase in awareness. And I am seeing, if I'm honest, I'm seeing more Asian people than ever speaking up on I how they've been complicit, on yeah. how their families have been complicit, on the colorism, on the racism, on the minor, model minority myth. I'm yeah. seeing a ton of racism. I mean, a ton of Asians being open about that, if I'm being totally honest. I'm seeing people being like, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing them not shy away from it at all. And yeah. I'm even seeing some people say, I've seen black people say, um, how dare we make this about us, it's about Asians. And I've seen Asian people say, you know what? It's about us, but at the same time, we will not silence the truth and validity right. of your experiences. Yeah. What you were saying is also true. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I can't deny that I, I am seeing this growth. I am mm-hmm. seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, social media, like you said, it's, it's great that it, it allows us to have um, this information to see what's going on in the world, you know, and he's had, had these conversations. Um, but at the same time, it, it feels so overwhelming because now we have everyone's opinion, everyone's experience. And I know in some ways we need that because, you know, this has also brought light to things, travesties that have happened that people weren't aware of. I mean, well, some of us knew what was happening, but now we have evidence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, it, sometimes I need to take a mental break, to be quite honest. Um, and I, I need to just kind of pull away from all of the the intensity of it. Like, in speaking of which, you kind of mentioned earlier about, you know, Little Mama and what's his name? Rizzy? Rizza? Rizza? Rizza whoever? Not, speaking, not the rapper Rizza, for those of you who don't know yeah. um, what we're talking about. It's a, it's a nation of Islam, Rizza, mm-hmm. Hotep, dude. Um, the, the the rapper Rizza might be like that, too, but this is a different Rizza. For yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, the, it's not rapper Rizza. Yeah. Right, right. He's of the Islam nation, and I know he has a lot of respect from... Um, people when he speaks about, you know, the affairs of black people, but he's homophobic, he's transphobic, he's all of that. And you know, the, the funny thing about Little Mama is that I used to follow her and I, went, I somehow got on his page and I came across a couple posts. Oh, now I know how I got on his page because one of my, well, okay, someone I know was commenting on one of his posts. But anyway, so I saw a couple of his posts and they were homophobic. And I remember Little Mama liking those posts. This is like a year ago. And I was like, oh, that's surprising. I really thought that she was down for the LGBTQ community, especially how they've been supporting her when she got dragged for like 20 years for like going up on stage and all that type of shit and all the Bow Wow jokes. And, you know, people were just, you know, ratting on her, uh, shitting on her and stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so when I saw that, I was like, okay, then whatever. So I just unfollowed whatever. So when this came up now with this issue and her talking about, you know, trans kids and their sexual organs and all that type of shit, I wasn't surprised about it. But it was just a reminder to me that, like you said, there's shitty people in every demographic. And it just took me to the other side because here I am down for black people. 
And then here she is, and here he is making those comments that are clearly transphobic. And then in the comments section on the post, all these black people saying, I don't, that's her opinion. I don't see anything wrong with what she said. That's her opinion. Why can't we have an opinion? And now she wants to have like this. Um, she said she wants to start a movement for anti LGBT bullying. Oh, wait, did I say it right? For basically for for LGBTQ people who bully hetero. Pride. Straight yes, pride. and straight pride and all that type mm -hmm. of stuff. You know what I mean? And I think <laughs> it's it's funny, but it's sad and it's ridiculous all at the same time. And that's why, again, like you said, it comes back to me and just worrying about my own circle. And I'm not saying I'm not going to be public and speak out on things. We're speaking out right now. You know what I mean? But I, I'm just, I, I don't, about the whole social justice warrior and always running to everything. I, this thing is going to run me into the ground and I'm, I'm just not here for it right and now. And also I feel like they're not, they, what I do re recognize is they are representative of a quiet sum of people who, who feel that way, which they I are. do notice. But mm -hmm. I also think that it's not the reality of how, the majority necessarily feels or lives yeah. their life yeah um i well for one you mentioned about everybody giving their opinion i'm a big uh believer in all opinions are not equal years ago i had a convert years ago this was years ago I had a, my father was a very successful businessman he's retired now he's a very successful businessman and mm. when i first started my business he kept trying to give me all this advice and at one point I had to stop him like that. At one point, I became quite successful in my own right. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, you got to listen to people's opinions. Like, that's that's complete bullshit. Like, mm -hmm. I don't go up to a surgeon and say, you need to move this aorta to the left. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. My opinion is not, does not hold as much weight as that of another surgeon. Yeah. So context is a thing. And yeah. I was like, you've given me some wonderful advice about investing, da, 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 da. and that was great. But the, spe the specifics of how, of my business model, in many ways, I'm the first to do what I am doing. Mm -hmm. You know nothing about this. The advice you're giving me is irrelevant, sometimes just awful, because mm -hmm. you don't know this world is not 1997 or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a new day. Like, I literally get flued out to talk to people about how I'm doing this thing that has never been done before. Right. Your opinion is not equal. And we had a really respectful idea, and I didn't curse him out or nothing, but we, it was my dad, I'm not going to be crazy. But he was like, I get it. Come on, right? Kurt. You know, because it's not yeah. all equal. You mm -hmm. play the piano in a way that I don't know how. I can't be like, well, you know, you need to hold your hand like this. Because, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Not, not yeah. the way you do. So mm -hmm. it's not, all opinions are not equal. And I get yeah. irritated with these people speaking on shit. I don't, mm -hmm. All I could think about with Lil Mama in the, the video, I, I watched it even uh, like a couple of days before you posted it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just loud and wrong. Just loud. Right, and wrong. right. right. You know? And I was like, I'm not even going to. I don't even want to, I used to clap back so much. Mm -hmm. I'm actually in the, I just realized I'm in the same sweater I was in. I'm in the same hoodie I was in when I did my big police video. Mm -hmm. But that was just me speaking 100% to my own experience. Mm -hmm. And that was just me saying like, this is what I've experienced. It wasn't me clapping back at any particular person. Yeah. Like I just need to share this. But, um, but I just realized like, I don't even feel in my spirit that, it's going to sound for the, you're not worth my clap back. Mm -hmm. I'm so above you intellectually, spiritually. Yeah. Not even that, not that your life is of less value, but you can't even begin to comprehend what I'm going to say to you. You have so, mm -hmm. you have so much growing to do. So it becomes mm -hmm. a thing where is what's my intention? Do mm -hmm. I really think that my words are going to edify that they will, that I'm planting seeds, that they will take root or am I seeking to soothe my own ego because you've assaulted it? And yeah, that yeah, is a difference. And be combative. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that I think the latter 
is what mm -hmm. happens a lot on social media. I think it happens most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's exactly. happening most of the time. Right. It's, it's rarely ever do you see life changing or life altering discourse with these type of topics on social media, mm -hmm. you know, everyone is is responding to respond, not responding to to comprehend or to empathize or to be in the shoes of somebody else. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's just a waste of time. But um, but I, I do commend people like um the post that I that I posted was from the brother the consciously I believe is his name. Uh -huh. And yeah, yeah. And so I do appreciate people like himself. And I had let me say her name really fast. Um, because actually. I, I, that his post was great, but there was another woman who did a great post on it first. I just want to shout her out for a second. Um, and her name is, and if you don't know her, you should check her out. Her name is, her name is Amber's Closet. Oh, light skin. Um, yeah, dress, long dress. Lesbian, is that how she identified? Yeah, yeah, lesbian, long, uh, light skin, yeah, long dress. And... Even, but what was funny? Oh, I'm sorry, too. Amber Whittington, but her her screen name is I Amber. Mean, so, um, yeah, yeah. She, she's mad cool. She's she's tight with Lay. Um, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw it. I was with her, but I was like, girl, it's a waste of time. Oh, yeah. Even though um, I completely agree, but I was like, thank you. Not a single thing you said out your mouth is going to like, I mean, sometimes it's, don't get me wrong, sometimes it's healthy just to stand up for yourself. Yeah, and yeah. Out, say stuff. But yeah. I was like, but if your intention was to change a single heart or mind, <laughs> right. You know, I think, right, exactly. So I, I think, I think what it, what it does, it serves a purpose of, for people who already agree. It just confirms, and then, then for the the younger and maybe even older at times, impre more impressionable minds who are still trying to find their way, I think it can be great for them. But as far as right. the opposing side, it, like you said, it's, there's there's no use. It's always going to be back and forth, you know. And I, I remember one night I was like on a really like deep level, or whatever, and I was like, you know, there's light, there's dark, there's good, there's bad, there's love, there's hate. If we if we consider these all like direct opposites, you know, I know it can get deeper than that. I was like, you know, what, what exactly as as humanity are we looking for? Do we expect a utopia? You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, not to say that we shouldn't want things to be good for ourselves, but just at what, where, where's the goal? Like, where, where are we going closer to or getting further away from? And I just feel like we stand up, we preach, we, we, we care for ourselves, we care for those around us. But at the same time, the way that history has shown, there's always going to be some shit going down. And you know, and you just have to survive, you know, and thrive and thrive. And I think right now we're seeing spiritual teachers talk about this all the time about mm -hmm. ego, because yeah. every what everybody's trying to do is assert. You know, social media you can see this constantly. Yeah. People, you ever see people have an argument, and you're like, "Y'all dumb motherfuckers! Y'all are agreeing with each other. Like, why are you <laughs> arguing? Like, y'all, like, why is this even an argument? Like, y'all getting all heated? Yeah. Or somebody will misread something and go off." Because people feel right. so powerless in their everyday lives. Yeah. People go to social media, in many cases, for a chance to assert themselves. Yes. Feel valid, like my existence yes. matters. Yes. Ultimately, what we as humans want, white, black, Asian, whatever, we want to feel worthy. We want to mm -hmm. have a right to exist. Yeah. That's what it's all, that's mm -hmm. what it's all about. And ego, yeah. when your ego is in the driver's seat, ego dictates that. Right. I only know my value through hierarchy. Yeah. So you're constantly, and most of us are like this to varying degrees. We might have different litmus tests, but most yeah. of us are saying, who, who am I better than? Who am I worse than? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I may have gained some weight, but I'm not as fat as him. Right. I'm, happy, uh, I'm a better singer than her. 
but she might be da 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 da. You know, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, they might have a bigger yeah. house, but my house is bigger. You know, yeah, like yeah. always doing that. Always, basically, unless we do the work of checking it and trying to, yeah, and 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 trying to, you know, I hate to say, like, I don't know, like, awaken, arise, evolve. No, I mean, definitely, evolve. and I, I yeah. think that's going to be so difficult for people to do. I think that's a life's journey, you know what I mean? Based on the way that we're, we've been conditioned, you know, especially coming out of religion where the first shall be last and the honorable and the dishonorable, you know what I mean? It's we're we come into this existence with with performance based living. You know what I mean, and 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 always being compared to others, and it's just, oof, child, it's <laughs> it's a lot. What but... brought me some peace, and I say this a lot, um, is that what's brought me a lot of peace is that mm. I've accepted that some people ain't gonna get it this go round, <laughs> and you know, and so I'm like, you know what, some people, <laughs> salut, cheers, mm -hmm. cheers, some people cheers. don't get it this go round. I'm like, yeah. you know, Guess it's in your next lifetime. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're not. Wait, yeah. wait a little. Like you're not gonna right, get it. Right, right, right. You're not gonna get it this lifetime. Like you're gonna yeah. have to catch it around. Like I don't know what happens when we die. I'm one of those mm -hmm. people who, who does believe in the law of conservation of energy that matters not a created or destroyed. I do yeah. believe that psychic energy is energy. When mm -hmm. we pass on from these earthly bodies, I do think there's something else. Yeah, um, and that's a whole other conversation, probably its own podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I have reasons for believing this, but mm -hmm. the point is, I do believe in whatever incarnation that is to follow. We get a chance to continue learning, mm -hmm. um, and I do think some people gonna have to get it, get it mm -hmm. the next, the next. Goal, I agree. Whether it's in the, whether it's in the astral plane, or yeah. whether they come back, you know, as an Asian person and get to feel it, or come back as a trans person or a gay person mm -hmm. and get to feel it for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I think for some people. Like, I, I, what I've learned is that taken from the from the Bible, to quote it loosely, if people are receptive, evangelize. If they're not, you know, dust the soles of your shoes and keep yeah, on. Yeah, keep it. Keep someone on. is waiting to really receive that, but you you don't plant crops on intolerable soil. Right. And sometimes it's just that's a waste of effort. That's not yeah. the right place. Go find another. Go find some land that is fertile mm -hmm. and ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Work in there. Mm -hmm. so, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Um, as a total side note, and maybe on a more like you know uplifting, whatever, whatever. Uh, how do you feel? I'm totally changing the subject now. If there's anything else we wanted to say I, about? I have okay, a okay. Positive thing I want to interject. Okay, too, too. Yeah, yeah. I um, you know, as both of us being artists and singers, and just always being immersed around music. Late recently, I was thinking to myself how I hadn't been that inspired by um music outside of oh this might sound like kind of whatever but um yeah outside of myself so yeah yeah so i haven't been inspired by a lot of music you okay. know <laughs> but this um cutter is somebody let me hear a new artist just this morning and i was like this sounds like everything like yeah, i don't yeah. know like it's it's cool or whatever but it sounds like everything it does it does yeah, it does. I, yeah there, there's a lot of that out there you know what i mean but let me question to you how do you feel about um Damn, I got the name of the song. Leave the door Bruno open. And, yeah, yeah, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. I like it. I do think that people are hyping it a little bit too much because I think mm -hmm. it's a recycled version of music we've heard in the past. But I think that people are so starved for it that they're like, yeah. yay. And I'm like, yeah. but we've had this before though. Like it's yeah, not yeah. new. I feel like it's a lot of so I don't get me wrong, they're both immensely talented. They are. Like, mm -hmm. That's not even the question. And the song is good. It's just that. What Bruno kind of does, he did it with the last album, which I also love. 
he kind of recycles sounds from the yeah, past yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. black people made great. He's like, hey, look at this thing. And people yeah. are like, oh, wow, it's pop now or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Right, right. Um, I feel you. Because yeah. yeah. the song does have that feel to it, you know, mm -hmm. of stuff that we've heard before. Kind of like, I think what Bruno is great at. And Anderson Pack, I've heard of him, but I had never listened to him before. So I'm going to start to check his stuff out. But I think he's great at like modernizing things. You know, where it still has an old school feel, but it has a new feel. Mm -hmm. I, I love this song and it has some, it has been a song that's been inspi has inspired me recently to want to create more. Um and so yeah, so I was just kind of excited about that and how I'm ready to amp up and gear up and keep putting stuff out or whatever just for the sake of expression, but then also to reach the masses, you know what I mean, and to share to share the art. But back on the the aspect of not being um necessarily uh inspired by a lot of music out there. Yeah, you know, it's I think a lot of people are chasing formulas, you know, and they're and they're they're trying to keep up with what's hot, but I don't know. I just feel like it's taking us in a direction where things are starting to sound more generic and um we're losing like some of the authenticity of the messages, of the creativity of the delivery. You know what I mean? And and like you said, a lot of things sound so much the same that it's hard to really even distinguish between, you know who's doing what one artist could sound like the next artist one thing i can't really imitate it. you could probably do better than me but there's like a way that a lot of the women are singing now with a lot of this, uh, vocal fry sound people have been doing it for years but it's like this thin voice with vocal fry on set with just like squashed all the juices out of the tone i just can't take it i need some fullness where like is old, the like fullness and, um, <laughs> what's the movie uh with the sunken place what's the movie with the oh uh uh, uh get out I feel like homegirl and no, 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 no. <laughs> because yes, like um, Ty, if you're watching, I did a group, I'm doing a, teaching a group class every Saturday right now mm -hmm. on power and stamina along with Trina Bordier and Ty, mm -hmm. our past guest was in it and he was cracking up as I was talking about this. Yeah, but what's up Ty? That morning, what I didn't say was like, so I went on a rant about Brandy again, not about her as an artist. Brandy is great. Yeah. I'm gonna leave her be. The, yeah. My point was, that so a girl asked about um why her voice was breathy and da, da, da. and what basically to cut to the chase i was saying that sometimes i was basically i basically went into a rant on how a lot of singers put limits on themselves mm -hmm. because they fall in love with this idea of being the next like the next brandy the next yeah. Kim Burrell, the next mariah the next avery wilson and i'm like but they we got them already like, right and in their cases they're still alive. Like they're right. not dead for you to like for you to be a right. second coming. Like they're they're here. And and it burnt like that morning. What I didn't say in the class was that morning I had a student. She sang beautifully, but I realized like mm -hmm. I was like, um, you sound a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, lot, lot like Brandy. She's like, oh my mm -hmm. god, really? She's my idol. She's the vocal five. Like I want to sing just like her. I was like, well, congratulations. You sound like. The resemblance is uncanny. You sound a lot like her. But it, I was telling Guitar, I was laughing because I was going on this rant. But it was funny because it was true. It breaks my heart because mm -hmm. I feel like a big part of, of music, I feel like the voice, part of what keeps me going with this is not creating pop stars or having celebrities, even though it's wonderful when someone like Naya is on Nickelodeon or when someone like Sean Ellington is, is in Hamilton. Don't know how that feels good to see my students be successful. Mm -hmm. But I know that what I'm really doing is energy work and mm -hmm. the freedom of the voice. The voice is an expression of 
life force energy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get woo like this. I usually keep it very scientific, Western scientific, because people feel safe in that. But it's, it's an expression of life force energy. And part of that is the expression of the uniqueness of you. Mm -hmm. One thing I say a lot is the uniqueness is the gift. And yeah. some people forfeit that with wants and abandon in favor of being a simulacrum of someone who's already famous. It, it, I'm like, oh, why do you insist on shackling yourself and binding yourself? It's one thing to be inspired by someone, but you do not need to sound just like and someone else. What's so crazy, these people who are wanting to sound like their idols, mm -hmm. their idols don't, who had their influences, but they don't sound like their idols. Like where, where, where did the change come from? You know what I mean? Right. It's it's like all of them had their own thing from from Mariah to 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 Whitney to, like to say, them, Luther, can, all of them. Can you imagine if Whitney Houston said, "You know what? I have all this chest voice through that. I want to sing in a heady mix like Aretha Franklin all the time. Right. I'm gonna do that. Like we would never have had that trumpety chest voice. So what if Lauryn Hill struck mm -hmm. my with his fingers? What if she would have said, "You know what?" Mm -hmm. This girl Mariah Carey's so hot right now. Right, exactly. What if she would have just forfeited that? Like, I need something just like Mariah. You know, like, it's it just it. There what if Amy Winehouse would have been like, I need to sound like Leia Salonga. Right. You know? <laughs> there, there are two things that um, there there are two things that Whitney said that I actually love. Two quotes. One quote was, "This is when she like first came out, like '85 or '86, mm. or like around." When she's first started getting big and then she was talking about Aretha Franklin she said Aretha Franklin is one of a couple of uh, one of her idols and mm -hmm. she but she didn't say I want to sound just like Aretha she said when I listen to Aretha the way she makes me feel the way she makes other people feel I want to be able to do the same thing so it got down to the the feeling and the sharing of art not I want to be just sound just like her and then later on in her life like in 99 or something she had an interview and she was like you might have seen this one too she was like there's only one Barbara there's only one Aretha there's only one me. Everyone's gonna have to find their own. You know what I mean? As a reminder, this <laughs> is so funny. As a reminder that you gotta, you gotta be yourself. You, you cuted it up. You cuted it up, though. Right. Yeah, right, right. I'm cute a verb. You cutify that. Right, right. Oh, All right. Some, yeah, I have my things. That's that's you know. Right, right, right. Tones. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, she was, she was talking about. <laughs> oh no, you. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the the one or. or, oh, or I feel the, like. You know, I haven't completed interviews, but I feel like she was I often saying stuff like that in response yeah. to questions about Mariah Carey. She was, she was, she was, she was. You're right, oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, but yeah, but the, yeah, this is a different one where she was yeah. talking about, you know, people wanting to be like her. And she was like, that's not how it is. You have to be your, yourself. There's only one me, there's only one you, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, if you love these idols so much, like I never heard Brandy, even Brandy, I never heard Brandy say, I want to sound just like Whitney. I want to sound just like Lauren. I want to sound just like such and such. So why, when, when did it turn where it was no longer having idols and appreciating how they inspire us to create? And now it's like, I want to be them. I want to sound just like them. Like, when did that happen? Yes, because my thing is, it's like, if you, it's okay, like, okay, her tone is so beautiful. I get it, yeah. They're so beautiful, the words are so beautiful. Okay, mm. yes. Now, can you be inspired to find the beauty of your own tone? <laughs> right. And, and like, you know, and, 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 and be inspired with the technique of laying the vocals, but mm -hmm. you don't have to sound just like, like, okay, master your runs, but they don't have to be exactly, exactly. not invent runs. You right. Know, they're, they're, they're all throughout, they're all throughout the classical music of almost every culture. Hello, Skate. Out of India to, to you know, <laughs> right. so yeah. it's like, you know, it's called yeah. Lisma, like, you know. Right. So like, coloratura, like, I don't. So it's just, but in, in, 
Brandon comes a lot up a lot because that's the circles. Cause all my R and B singers, like she's the standard. I'm like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no, right, right. <laughs> no. She's an inspiration for you, but yes. no single person. Right. When I was younger, when I was first starting in the vocal coach world, it was it was Kim Burrell amongst yeah. all R and B singers, and everybody wants to do Kim Burrell. And so I was like, again, great, beautiful gowns. You know, I, can, I get it. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. You know, no shade. Kim Burrell's a beast. Like I get it. Yeah. But, yeah. But we have her. Like we have her. I remember when Jasmine Sullivan first came out, they were calling her Baby Kim because mm-hmm. she sounded so much like Kim Burrell. And then eventually, she started to refine her sound and get more of her thing. Yeah, even yeah. like Ariana Grande when she first came out. I don't care what nobody says. It was remarkably similar to Mariah Carey to the point where it was. I, I've been. I was. I've been places where songs from her first album would play and they say, "Oh, that's Mariah's new song." Like that's that's not Mariah. Right. They're yeah. like, "Yes, it." You know my, you know my cousin. I'm not gonna say his name, but my cousin was like, "That's Mariah Carey." I was like, "I promise you, it's not." <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, it is not. But over time, she got more and more and more kind of into her own sound. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have influences, of course. Um, yeah. But you know, you gotta find like Christina Aguilera. You could tell she was very Whitney inspired in certain respects. Yeah. Very Mariah inspired in certain respects. But over time, she got more and more to her own. Yeah. Her own distinct. Sound. Yeah. So I feel like that's the thing. I went through my phase of being like a Brian McKnight, Mariah clone mm-hmm. as a kind of found like, what's my sound, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, like yeah. I don't have to model myself after anybody. Right. I can, I can be inspired by their freedom, mm-hmm. but like, what do, what am I really, like you said, how does it make me feel? I love their freedom. Yeah. So what does that look like in my voice? We don't exactly. have the same voice type at all. So mm-hmm. what does that kind of freedom look like, sound like for me? Exactly. So, yeah. Come on, artists. But you it have it courage. in you. It takes courage. It does take courage. Yeah. It takes bravery and courage to say, it like, does. I'm going to be me. Like, because mm-hmm. especially, and I, and I get the safety of wanting to align yourself with a proven formula. It's what record yeah. labels have done for decades. Exactly. Like, I remember, some people may not remember this, but when John Legend came out, I can't remember if it was John Legend or Alicia Keys who came out first. But then suddenly there were all these artists that came out with the piano, yeah. the piano singing that <laughs> right. came and went. I remember when when Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera came out, all these blonde bombshells came out that people don't ever talk about no more, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like whenever, and there were a lot of Whitney clones, you know, yes. they tried to do that with, what's her name? Um, uh, Mickey Howard, Mickey Howard and, yeah. and and um Deborah Cox had a very Whitney-esque, like they yep. were, everybody was trying to, Mariah Carey, there's no question. Yeah. They were trying to find a white, we know she's not, but they were trying right. to find a white Whitney. That was, yeah. we were like, you know, we found our white Whitney. Yeah. You know, we found a Whitney. Mm. Um, even Celine Dion has early stuff where you can tell she went through a little phase where she was trying to, she yeah. trying to get Whitney with it, you she know? Was. And so, she's trying to say, like, yeah. so it's a, it's a natural human thing because you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. I want to emulate, you right. know, mm-hmm. I want success. And I know that works. I know people love it. I love it. I mm-hmm. get that. But at some point, all the aforementioned artists, I feel, realize, you know what? I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired mm-hmm. by you, Michael, Whitney, whoever. But now I got to find my own. Whitney, that's my But that's that I'm half-assedly doing. Wait, who does sing that? Beyonce. Oh, yeah, Beyonce. I was, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. trying to think of, yeah. um, and I am not afraid to try it on oh, my own. Yes. I was thinking try it on my own, but I think I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. remember that. Yeah. I forgot about that yeah. song. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. song. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah, but, so it was the my own part that got my wires mm. crossed. 
But yeah, no, it's it's a it's a, and what to to that point. One thing I've been noticing that I've been inspired by that I've been inspired by lately is TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah, I still gotta get I'm on so there. Late. Yeah. I actually I have actually read that it's starting to dwindle a little bit in terms of hits and stuff. Mm. And I, but but I don't see that when I'm on it. But People still I'm, be sending me a whole bunch of them. So. <laughs> there are people who are super talented, like yeah, in their creativity. And there's this black guy. Um, what's his name on TikTok? There's this black guy who does. Um, I don't know what is it called. Is it? I guess zoology, entomology. Mm. He really knows animals. Um, mm. he's a he's a young. I don't know his age. He's got. A, I think he's got went through college, so he's got to be like maybe mid early 20s kind mm-hmm. of thing um but he uh he does these it's the, this is the thing not only does he do breakdowns of um animals and stuff but he does this really witty repartee and terminology throughout and stuff like that and um his name is m n d i a y e underscore 97 mm-hmm. i don't know, I know him m n d i i don't know but, I don't think I know him. But he breaks down stuff with animals mm. and it's really great. But there mm. are all these people who do 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 all kind of like just really clever. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> one of the one of the recent ones that I've heard, let me see if you can hear this. I'm gonna send it to you. Um, okay. it's <laughs> so <laughs> I found um okay, let me do this because I have to this is it's hilarious to me um because so i don't know the full context but apparently somebody there's a there's a um you know that some people have been complaining about this kind of erasure of dark-skinned black girls from mainstream tv oh yeah yes all all black girls are now basically are being portrayed by by girls yeah even if both parents are african-american yeah and so some people were talking about it and this in this biracial actress from a hit tv show i don't remember what show to be honest um, was complaining, and so uh, this guy posted this video that I just sent you, um, and the tagline is, when you're waiting for the poetry slam to end, and then the mixed girl comes on stage, and so can you play it, or do Yes, you- I'm going to play it, and I'm going to put it in the video, too. All right. All right, let me pull this up. Here we go. Oh, let me turn this up. Hold on. Okay, so you said, when you're waiting for the poetry slam to end, and then the mixed girl comes on stage. Hi, everyone. My poem is called Stuck Between Two Worlds. Stuck between two worlds, not accepted by either. My curly hair and light skin made other nappy-headed black girls uncomfortable and jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm definitely have to put that in so they can see his face and stuff too. It's so oh my goodness! Because like you yeah. have to get the whole like you, you have to see. All yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. It's so short. But I was like, that's kind of genius. That is how. Yeah. And people were so <laughs> upset. But and people, if in case you don't know. I'm not biracial, but I do come from an extremely mixed <laughs> background mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. a large chunk of my family is what we call Pesce Blanc. Mm-hmm. And so um, they literally have green eyes, blue eyes, blonde hair, identify as black. They literally can pass for white. Mm-hmm. Some of them do, that's a whole other time, that's for another time. I have, I have accidentally outed family as black before. Um, mm-hmm. But the point mm-hmm. is for the most part, they identify as black. So I know for me, 
growing up in New Orleans and Creole culture with, we have a very broad definition of what black is. Yeah. I've always thought it funny when mixed people, especially since there's so many mixed people now, especially if you're like in California, you know, you're like, it's so hard for me. I'm just so light-skinned, green-eyed and curly-haired. And everyone <laughs> like is so jealous. Like I don't fit in neither here nor there. And I'm like, you are literally uplifted all throughout. You're given so much privilege. And like, at least in the, because often this comes up about entertainment industry. Um, you're given way more opportunities than your than your dark skin, mm-hmm. um, more phenotypically black counterparts, even if they are themselves biracial as well. Because exactly. you know there are people who are biracial who um, look uh, for more phenotypically black. You right. Know? Like right. What, like I think Rachel True is biracial. Um, she is. And um, also uh, Tia and Tamara are biracial, and Man. I feel like they have more of a like a, they're light skin, but they're more like black. You know, I wouldn't know yeah. just them. Or the right. one who's Isabel in the forty four hundred. Um, oh yeah, my girl Megan. Yeah, she can't pass. You know, right? And so right. It's it's interesting. One thing I've joked about in the past, although this is literally true, according to DNA, DNA ancestry, I'm fifty. I'm approximately fifty percent European and fifty percent mm-hmm. African, which is hilarious to me. I I, I can't pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, not, not not that I want to, but my point right. is, <laughs> we genetically have. Yeah, and um. And still, like, because my dad is, like, what, 70%, like, mm-hmm. European. Mm-hmm. My dad is a Black man, you know? Mm-hmm. So my point is, um, it's not just about the fact that you're mixed, but when you can present as, when you look, when you obviously, when the European part is visible, mm-hmm. it's readily apparent, mm-hmm. you've got an edge in the entertainment industry because it's still very much driven by white supremacy. That yeah. is true. So, um, and unfortunately, it's still throughout. So when they're like, it's just so hard for me, and I'm like, oh. like, the thing is, I've been made fun of in school before for having like curly hair, wavy hair, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, stop, guys! But it's like, <laughs> it's not really. I didn't like All go right. and cry myself to sleep. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, right. Oh my God, I wish you stop making fun of me yeah. for being so. You know, like, come on, like, so it was, oh. it was extra funny to see him making fun of that because it's just so weird to me, mm, especially with I'm women. I'm like, y'all are giving so much praise in the modeling industry, in the TV industry, exactly in the industry. You know, just mm-hmm. for existing with light skin and green eyes, or just light skin and, and loosely curled hair. Right. You know, come on, come privilege on. is a thing amongst many demographics. Like, sweetie, oh. like, and I'm sure she's the nicest girl, but the rapper, sweetie. 80% of personality is being a light-skinned, attractive girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, she's, she's mixed. I think she's, like, half Filipino, half Black or something. Oh, okay. But, okay. um, like, I don't really see the talent To be lot. honest, I don't, I don't know anything about her except she just broke up with some singer. She does seem to have a really uh, interesting personality. I saw some okay. uh, some interviews and stuff. and I, did I like, see her name um, a lot, but I can't even pick her out. Like, I don't even know what she looks like. But... I did like her song, B-A-N, uh, like, bum-ass nigga. You know? <laughs> yeah. okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> but I like, I like the video. There was a lengthwise video that came out. It was just, it was uh, mm. a well-done video. But mm. um, but as far as, like, being, like, just super talented, do I think she's the... There's also this really crazy video going around on the internet of some songwriting competition or whatever, mm. where this lighter skinned girl gets up and does a song. She's like, driving through the street, got into my homies. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then this darker skinned black girl comes up um, and she's like, oh, 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 oh. and whatever. My point is, she's not literally doing that, but she's saying it. 
So she, I'm giving a caricaturized version. And they're like, mm, it's okay. Right. <laughs> like, right, exactly. <laughs> what? Because yeah. the colorism is strong. So what the I The colorism be strong. Oh gosh, that's like a whole nother thing. So mixed people being like, colorism both go, goes both ways. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It, it, factually, no, it, doesn't. it factually does not. It objectively does not. Um, someone hurting your feelings is not oppression. Right. So it does. It does not. There is no systemic oppression of people who um who can pass. That's not right. how this works. Yeah. Now I want to. So, I want to go my school days now. I know we talked about that on podcast before. Yeah. 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 But but anyway, I, I went on a big old thing with that because I. But but generally on TikTok, there's people who are so informative. There are mm-hmm. people who are so funny. And I was yeah. like, okay, I kind of feel intimidated trying mm-hmm. to break into another aspect mm-hmm. of social media. Yeah. But I'm just like, fuck, I got to learn. Because also some of them, the edits, I'm like, fuck. You know what's so <laughs> funny? Um, see, this is where my, my video editing skills come to play. I would just have to use that if possible. Because the one girl, she broke it down on how she gets like her TikTok edits. I'm not doing, no, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. And, I, and I'm a professional video editor. I'm not doing that, no. Like she... She literally, she had her phone up. She did one thing, had the music going, took it off, put the glasses on, and had her phone. No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it takes to be TikTok then. Okay, have it, kids. (laughs) Is that the white girl who was moving all around? No, this one, was she white? Yeah, maybe she was. I thought she's no. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think probably, she was. there's probably yeah. more than one video. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one with the white girl who's moving her phone all around, and to look at her from the outside, it looked like she was just having spasms. Yeah, and yeah. Her, and then when they showed the video, it looked like a fully edited. That might have been her. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was like, what craziness? The I was like, I can't. I'm gonna get into it. But I'm just not doing that though. But we'll see. So. I thought my video editing days were over. <laughs> yeah. So I. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I'm I'm no stranger to video editing. I was one of the Yeah. It sounds like it's like I'm trying to flex, but I'm not. But I was one of the first professional YouTubers mm-hmm. and one of the first YouTube partners. So I know I know how to edit a damn video, but yeah. They're doing special effects and cutaways and like <laughs> And it's the way they're doing doing it. I'm just like, that seems like a lot, you know. I don't like... have the energy. It was easier when because mm-hmm. like now. I like run a whole business. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. But you know, some I had I was thinking about this. I'm I'm not going to, but I know that some people they they're starting to hire people for the social media upkeep and all of that. I know um, some of the celebrities do that. They say Jason Derulo yeah. has like a team and mm-hmm. professional people. Yeah, and all this so stuff. I get yeah. it. One of my clients, he has someone now running his account. Um, I was like, hey, if it works for you, do your thing. You know, so, if I found somebody really on point. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Like the thing mm-hmm. is, don't be surprised if I'm like Michael. I shot some raw footage. Could you um hook me you. up with the <laughs> yeah? Because um, and then you can get sounds from other videos and put them in and yeah. And you, I was like, oh, now one thing oh. I will say this, and I'll end on this part for me. Um, I well, but I tell people know people know that on TikTok that's the thing that they do. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, who was it? Jamie Fox? Was it Jamie Fox? It was either Jamie Foxx or someone else big like that. They posted a video of this guy singing on TikTok. Now, he kind of had his head turned away, but he did well enough to think it was his voice. Mm. And I guess it was un- he was unassuming because the way that he was kind of dressed and just so mm. casually or whatever and sounded amazing. And Jamie was like, oh, my gosh, I'll listen to this guy or whatever. And then people started replying. It was like, yo, that's not him. That's someone else's voice. That's Avery Wilson. And it was, it was, a, it was a thing of Avery or whatever. And so it got back to Avery. And he, he went on the page and said, thank you so much for sharing. And then Jamie reposted it and said, oh, guys, now here's the actual singer or whatever. Um, but I, I know that. But I guess people know that's, that's what they do on TikTok. But I would be like, um, I'm, I didn't even be tagged. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I was like, can I be tagged or something? Like, I mean, what's going on? But, that, that's, um, that's part of the reason, too, why I got to figure out how to edit a bit through the app because yeah. when you edit through the app, it tags mm. where the sound came came from. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe people so, aren't paying attention then because yeah. if it tags, well, I wonder why people... Unless he did it out of the app and maybe they didn't do the proper tag. Thing. I don't, oh, okay, because he, he, yeah. he did post it on his um, Instagram. But I have seen that whole original audio thing too. Yeah, so maybe he just didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, and also some, but, uh, sometimes when people post TikTok videos on Instagram, and this is a pet peeve of mine, they'll crop it such that they block out the name of the person. I'm like, y'all have to know yeah. who can lengthen it just yeah. enough to keep that in. Like, come on now. Right, exactly. Like, you have to do that. Like, give people, yeah. we still don't understand to give people their credit. In That's why, exactly. That's why I love when, when people redo like an idea that someone else did. They say original person such and such because there was this black guy this light-skinned black kid who did that whole you know like he was laying on his bed and he said you know i hate when parents be like what uh what do you say oh why are you always in your room all all the time and then he lifts up and says something like um uh because i'm not one of your little friends remember you know yeah, where's call Bur call shirley yeah, and then and the music comes in yeah 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 and so um that's how i found out about that one but then he and he got posted by the shade room and all of that and he started and his his social media dropped so fast but he he put a message on his instagram story saying hey guys um can you also post this or repost it on TikTok? because there's another person on TikTok who's way bigger than me who took the idea and now they're getting all like the attention oh, i was wow. like damn man like oh, I, that's exhausting you know sometimes I, I think sometimes too we're in a place where I don't know. Okay, I'm in on this. <laughs> I just said that, but it's like we're in, we're in a place where you know you want to share, you want to be creative, and you, and you want to be known. Of course, you want to be known for your hard work, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, but at the same time, I hope people don't get consumed with just wanting to be known, just to be famous, and just to be validated. But at the same time, back on the whole racism thing, I hear about black creators whose content is being stolen by white creators who then repackage it as themselves, and they're getting the deals. Yeah. they're the ones getting all the sponsorships they're the one getting all the 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 uh highlights and stuff and so i'm just like man this I, I is like, that as a vocal coach yeah, yeah, yeah. where when i first started and shout out to brett manning for giving me my credit um when i first started i was like the first vocal coach to do what i was doing the way i was doing it because to yeah. be fair liz lewis already had a website liz lewis at the time was the coach for rihanna nicole mm -hmm. Scherzinger, Britney spears um Brett Manning had gone, had a viral audio of him demonstrating five octaves, but I was the first person to do these voice lesson videos the way I was doing it, which is a whole nother story in itself because it was kind of an accident. It wasn't this big master plan. But when I would do these videos, I would get critiqued for like, yeah. for my ideas that this new, like ideas in this ways I was doing it. And then there were some white coaches who pretty much almost verbatim were doing the things I was doing. They were getting praised. They were getting offers from companies to like for, uh, sell their microphones and this and that. And um, really a big part of, fortunately and unfortunately, Brett Manning had in, I guess, I think it was like an online magazine at the time. And he featured mm -hmm. me in, in his first issue. And he said that I had the perfect combination of uh, artistry and technical mastery. And almost overnight, the haters disappeared and I started getting my credit, which I'm grateful that he did that. But it's also effed up that he, that it took a, a blonde haired white man to have to vouch for me for that to happen. Because I actually have, a college degree, I graduated at the top of my class and people were questioning my knowledge and these white guys who barely made it out of high school in some cases didn't, not that it means it's okay, I'm just saying, but nobody, they were like, oh, what a genius. Like I remember um, people calling Jesse Nimitz a prodigy mm -hmm. and they were questioning me whether or not I had gone to school 
and they and they were like, oh no, it's not it's not racism. It's just you're so young. Me and Jesse Nimitz were one year apart. I mean, we are one year apart. So what? Like what? So it's it's the year for you. It's the, right. it's the one year for you. Right. And they're like, oh, he's a prodigy. And for me, it was all this scrutiny. And I was like, right. what the fuck? It's racism. It's racist as fuck. It yeah. is. It is. But it now is. I'll also say this. A lot of the coaches who were copying me, not only will I not say their names, but even if I did say them, you probably wouldn't know them because they fell off. So, <laughs> yeah. And so the thing is, if you, when you when you have actually one has already been said in this conversation, but anyways, when you do this parasitic kind of approach to to anything, yeah. um, you can't keep it going. You know no, what I mean? You like, because if you if you might be able to steal one idea or two successfully, yeah. but you can't keep if you don't have any real skill or ability. Yeah. Because like, I was generating them from scratch. You know. Mm-hmm. And right. So they they didn't they could copy it, but they didn't really understand, you know. Right. So yeah. that's gonna always I feel like if you were ever in a situation, because you know this to be true, Michael. My whole career, people have been like, oh my god, Eric, do you know this person's doing this, this person's doing that, this mm-hmm. person said this about you, this person's copying this and that. And I'm like, don't don't even bring it to me. I, unless someone's literally accusing me of something illegal or something crazy, right. don't even bring it to me. Because in my experience, uh-huh. if I focus on myself and do my own thing, right. they fall off to the wayside. Mm-hmm. You know, or they're gonna have to be forced to figure out their own thing. Right. Know? Exactly. So it's like don't even. It's not even worth it. You know. Just keep shining. Just, I feel like it's Oprah Winfrey and uh, Phil Donahue. You oh right. Know? You <laughs> hear about that? No, I'm kidding. Said, no, I didn't. <laughs> right. Said, I did remember. I, I remember Phil though. But yeah, something happened recently. No, when Oprah Oprah tells the story about how when she was, um, you know, reaching the peaks of her success as a talk yeah. show host, this white man came out with this talk show, um, you know, Phil Donahue. Yeah, was, I remember. Oh my God, look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. And she was like, no, no, no. We're going to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she stood the test of time and he did. Sustainable. There, there are a lot of talk show hosts who came and went. Right. she's still here interviewing the freaking princess and you know right, you know, right. is it not for real so, though yeah and then went on beyond just the talk show host like she's like a mogul now she's done all types yeah, because my thing is too and let this this is just so tangential but i'll say this in my closing statement um don't get caught up in following the trends i know that yeah. there are people who literally coach people to do that in mm-hmm. my experience no successful person is a trend follower no one with mm-hmm. longevity because mm-hmm. by the time you even take note of the trend, you're already steps behind. Right, exactly. So just when you start to produce content that's in alignment with the trend, mm-hmm. it's always starting to be, you're going to always be chasing, you're always going to be chasing the rabbit. Like, right. focus on you. My, mm-hmm. What I've learned is if you like it, if you truly like it and it's a quality, there are other people who won't like it too. Yeah. And they exactly. will start to copy you. I've, I've lived that shit. <laughs> they will start yeah, to for copy real. you. If you They're going to do it. Y'all, they, will, they will copy you. Do yeah. what you want to do. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Like, oh, but this is what everybody's doing now. That's what everybody's doing now. But right. just like they were doing something different before, it's gonna keep changing. You it's know, gonna keep changing. So focus on you, and eventually you'll be the one everybody's copying. So just that's the thing. way life goes. Ooh. That's the way life goes. Yes. I was trying to like get get uh, harmonized. But anyways, y'all let us know y'all let us know what y'all think about this multitude, this plethora of topics. Yeah. Um hit us up in the comment section. And uh yeah. Demarcus will be back with us next time, y'all, and we will see y'all then. <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs>